Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, hour number two of the Chris Gordy Show underway. Sports 1280 New Orleans. Happy to have you guys with us. And let's waste no time getting into a little Pelicans conversation as the offseason is nearly upon us and about to get hot and heavy with the GM search for the Pelicans. And then, um, you know, what do you do with the head coaching spot and all that? Join us now to talk a little bit about that is Fletcher Mackle from WDSU. Fletch, what's going on, man? Not a lot. Thanks for having me on this uh beautiful april one <laughs> yeah man it was uh the, the weather just keeps going up and down here it's very odd but uh let, let's get into it man because i know you've been tweeting a lot about it the the past couple of weeks uh what are you hearing what's the latest on the pelicans gm search and uh some of the names that are kind of starting to rise to the top yeah there's there's five real serious names and really of those five i think it's down to two my gut tells me it's two people right now <clears throat> excuse me and, uh, and, and the two people that I believe it's going to come down to are Danny Ferry, who's the interim GM right now, or Trajan Langdon, who's the assistant general manager with the Brooklyn Nets. Other guys, you know, David Griffin, the former general manager of the, of the Phoenix Suns and of the Cleveland Cavaliers, has obviously been in the mix. Um, Larry Harris was a name that kind of popped up a few days ago when Adrian Wojnarowski broke that former general manager with the Milwaukee Bucks, who's currently with the Golden State Warriors. And then Gerson Rosas, who's a longtime executive, 17 plus years with the Houston Rockets. But I, I, what everybody is telling me, what I have been able to gather, I would truly be surprised if it's not Danny Ferry or Trajan Langdon, I've been hearing Langdon's name even before Dell Demps got fired, that that was someone who, look, it's not just the Pelicans. He's an up-and-coming young, quote-unquote, star um, in executive circles and league circles. So these aren't names that are out of nowhere. All of these guys, I would say, are going to be contenders and have been contenders for not only the Pelicans' job, but for other jobs. But from what I'm hearing from everyone, I think Ferry has made a lot of inroads, and people are very impressed with him, as they should be. He built Atlanta into a 60-win team. You know, he took LeBron during his first tour with the Cavs to the finals, and he has a track record of success, even with his bump in the road and his exit from Atlanta. And then, obviously, Langdon, because of, you know, so many boxes that he would check, um, with what Brooklyn has done, he just became the G League Executive of the Year, former player, international ties. He was a scout. Um, so I think it's going to be one of those two people leading this franchise going forward. Yeah, Langdon is an interesting one because, um, you know, obviously he spent his college years at Duke and you know, spent a couple of years in the NBA, but really spent a good majority of you know, well over a decade overseas and uh, playing in Moscow and all that. And so you know, he's very familiar with the Euro League, but, you know, ended up coming back over here, like you mentioned, was a scout for uh, with, with the Spurs for a while and then uh, becoming the assistant GM of the Nets. So he's really really one of those guys kind of catch a rising star he's kind of more on the come up whereas some of those other names have been around for a long time and, and here's the thing 
And there's pros and cons to that. Look, Sean Marks, who's the general manager in Brooklyn, I remember covering Sean Marks when he was a player here for the New Orleans Hornets. Yeah. And then he joined the Spurs, and, and he was very much like Langdon. He was a young executive when Brooklyn gave him the reins. And, uh, and he's done some great things there. Brooklyn, to me, is a great franchise. They've built a great culture. They've developed players. They've scouted well. They've drafted well. That is a model that New Orleans should look to follow. So I certainly see Langdon. The one thing that I think gives New Orleans a little bit of reservation is that Langdon's 40 years old. You're, whoever it is, if it's Langdon, he's going to have to make the biggest decision maybe in franchise history and alter the franchise for the next five to seven years, and that is trading Anthony Davis this summer. And they can't three years from now have Trajan Langdon saying, I learned a lot from that Davis deal. <laughs> they, need, right. they need somebody to nail the Davis deal or they are in lethargy for a long time. And I think that's why someone like Ferry is obviously under strong consideration because he has built teams, he has made big deals before, and they've been there, done that factor. So, again, I see a lot of pros and cons for both of these guys, and I even talked to a source that's at the league, and, and this person told me that Silver is on board with all of the candidates, that the, the, the Pelicans are working very closely with Adam Silver in the league on this because they want basketball to work here. They want to get it right. They want a sustained winner. And, uh, and Silver has signed off on all the five guys that I just named and is on board with any of them. So now it just comes down to which person the Pelicans feel the most comfortable with. The, the uh, Gerson Rosa's name I found interesting because I have some, some ties to him and uh, sniffing around on a little bit. What, you know, he's been Daryl Morey's right-hand man with the, with the Rockets for many years. And you know, a lot of people may not remember this, but a couple years back, the, the Mavericks hired him as their GM, and he was only there for a very short time. And right on the day the season started, he resigned his post and went back to working for the Rockets. And come to find out on it, basically what happened was he wanted more control than he was being given. And they basically said, look, you're the GM, but Mark Cuban signs off on every move. And by the way, we got, we got Donnie Nelson in here who's going to be involved in all the decision-making process as well. And I bring that up because my question to you, uh, Fletch, becomes how much control is this GM going to get? I mean, we already know the dynamic of Mickey Loomis with one foot in the basketball door, one foot in the football door and all this. How much control is this person that they ultimately hire going to have when it comes to making all the big decisions? Well, let me say it. That's a great question. Um, total control. And, and here's the thing. Mickey is getting out of basketball. Uh, you know, I've always said this, and a lot of other people have run with it. Mickey has to be looked at it from the basketball perspective of the minority owner. Gail Benson is the owner. But look, her top lieutenants are Dennis Lausch on the business side and Mickey Loomis on the sports side. When Tom Benson and Gail bought this franchise back in 2012, they put Mickey in charge because they trusted Mickey, because he's a proven NFL executive. But Mickey is stepping aside from basketball in, in, in every way, shape, and form. He really hasn't been a micromanager overseeing the franchise. A lot of that is overblown in the national media of how does he do both? Well, he doesn't do both. He basically <laughs> acts as the de facto owner for the Pelicans. But that is going to change. So, look, I've done a lot of research on all these guys, and I certainly understand what happened with Gerson Rosas, that Cuban and, and Donnie Nelson wanted some fresh eyes, some fresh perspective. But basically, he probably went to a lesser role than he had in Houston, working with Daryl Morey as his number two. He probably went to Dallas and was the number three, like you just said, <laughs> behind Cuban and Donnie Nelson. So I understand why he left. If it is Gerson Rosas, this person is going to report only to Gail Benson. And so this is the person who is going to shape every 
thing in the organization. So I think that is a positive aspect for this job, that if it is Gerson Rosas, and I certainly think he is firmly in the mix without question, my opinion is it's Ferry or Langdon, but I think Gerson Rosas is right there as well, and it could certainly be him. This will be his job to hire and or keep Alvin Gentry as the coach, to make the Davis trade. They are going to rubber stamp. They want somebody to take over the basketball operations and to make it theirs. So this is not going to be any more of, is Mickey who I report to? Do I talk to Gail? How does the power structure work? This is the general manager reporting directly to Gail Benson. Talking with Fletcher Mackle, WDSU. I guess if they if it were Gerson Rosas, one name to watch as far as a head coach candidate would be Chris Finch, the assistant for the Pelicans, because he's a guy who interviewed for a couple of jobs last year and big into the analytics like Gerson Rosas and the Rockets are, and we've seen that from his high-powered, up-tempo offenses that he's had and certainly what he brought to New Orleans last year with the high-powered, uh, up-tempo offense. But uh, you, you mentioned Danny Ferry, and look, Fletch, I, I'm more of the mindset of if you're going to do this and hit the reset button, clean house. I mean, new GM, new coach, new everything. If it is Danny Ferry and they keep him who's who's been in-house – how, how likely is it that they end up keeping, um, keeping Alvin Gentry and giving him another chance? It's funny you say that. I don't think very likely. I think that actually hurts Alvin more than anything because for those of us that cover the team, I don't, I don't think there's a whole lot of you know, mutual respect, I'll say, and I don't know if that's too harsh between Danny Ferry and Alvin Gentry. A lot of people have told me that Danny Ferry was pushing hard to replace Alvin Gentry last year when they were struggling to find their footing and work things out with Boogie and AD. And then one source even told me that at the All-Star break, if you remember, the Pelicans, once they lost Cousins on January 29th, they lost six straight games, and they kind of limped into the All-Star break. There was a conversation that should we replace Alvin and have somebody maybe like push us towards the finish line and, and, and figure this thing out. It may even have been a promotion of Chris Finch, but I think Danny being promoted in-house is detrimental to Alvin because I, I have heard behind the scenes that Danny is not one of the people who thinks Alvin is the coach to lead this team to sustained success. But again, we'll see. The one thing I'll say about Alvin Gentry, I, I like him a lot. He's a great man. He's, he's fun to be around. He has been a true professional under a very, very difficult situation with this whole Anthony Davis fiasco. He has made inroads with Gail Benson, and I know they like him. But the one thing the ownership and the, and the upper management of the Pelicans and the Saints will be making the hire have said is that the general manager is going to have the final say, that they are not going to force Alvin Gentry or a head coach or anything on the general manager. So we'll see. Um, who the general manager is and how it how it shakes out, but just because Ferry's been in house, do not assume that Alvin Gentry is safe. If anything, I think that's probably the worst case scenario for Alvin Gentry and his staff. Yeah, I just couldn't imagine him saying, "Hey, you get full control, but here's your head coach." Uh, it just seems like a weird move. Uh, last thing for you, Fletch. Uh, I know the guys over at the Bird Rights uh, did a good job of examining a lot of different names when it comes to you know head coaching candidates. Uh, the name Becky Hammond keeps popping up in, in NBA circles, and certainly she's uh, you know a female who's been around a while in the NBA. But obviously, it's it's going to happen eventually. There's going to be a female head coach. In the NBA, uh, how much steam is her name picking up? A ton. It, look, I, I, I make no secret of the fact that you're asking my opinion. My opinion is she should be the head coach. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. I, I, look, Trajan Langdon, if you start trying to decipher the Rosetta Stone and connect the dots, she played for Seska Moscow's women's team, women's team when he was playing for Seska Moscow on the men's side. Wow. Um, they both have ties to the Spars. 
Uh, Danny Ferry has kind of been a forward sinker, um, using analytics and going overseas to scout and draft long before anybody. I, again, ties to the Spurs for both of them. I think she would be a home run of a hire, not because of all the history it would make and everything positive that's away from basketball, but I think she has that it factor and can really coach. Look, I'm one of these guys who watches NBA Summer League and stays up and records those games. <laughs> I remember watching those games that summer and watching that team respond to her and her leading those guys to a championship. I think, and then when somebody like Popovich signs off on her and, and, and talks about she's right there with the best assistance that he's ever had, look, she's more than qualified to be a coach. I, I think that it would just be a, a tremendous hire. If it's Trajan Langdon and Becky Hammond, I think this organization can really push the reset button and, and truly find some sustained success. And then it's all on Fletch to keep hitting that trade machine and keep trying to figure out different different trade scenarios for Anthony Davis. Uh, I love it, Fletch. You do a tremendous job, man. And uh, keep those trade machines coming, all right? All right. Thanks for having me. <laughs> all right. Thanks a lot, bud. Fletcher Mackle, WDSU, all on top of the uh, the latest moves with the uh, with the Pelicans. And, um, you know, look, it's this thing's going to happen, I, I think, pretty quickly here with only a couple of regular season games left as soon as the season ends, I think uh, – I think they'll waste no time in vetting the candidates and making a GM hire because basically what you have to do. I mean, the, the stages here are first hire a GM slash, you know, front office person, make that hire. Then the next step is determine who your head coach is going to be, make that decision, and then it's executing an Anthony Davis dream and figuring out the best haul for him. Now, those first two, I think you you have to kind of make pretty quickly. I don't think we can wait until late May, early June to announce who the new who the new GM is going to be. I think you can take your time on the Anthony Davis trade. Wait this, you know, wait until the draft lottery. See who's going to have the number one pick. They're going to do their due diligence on that. Nobody's going to be coming in here and pulling a trigger on any twa- trade really quickly. Again, I, I do expect them to make a uh, make the GM hire rather quickly here in the next couple of weeks as opposed to waiting that out because there's so much to be done this offseason. It's Chris Gordy Show, Sports 1280 New Orleans. We'll take a quick break. If you want to join the conversation, 504-260-1280, 260-1280. We'll be back right after this. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 